Tannehill, if he plays like he did yesterday, the Titans are going to have a chance to win any game they're in. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. Can he play like he did yesterday every time? Probably not. But if he plays like he did yesterday, the Titans are going to have a chance to win all of these games that they're in, even even against some of these good teams. It, it wasn't surprising. I mean, you know, the, the overreaction to last week, I mean, you're right. He was terrible last week. We all knew he was terrible last week, but we all knew – He's also played a lot of good football for this team. And so he, he played a, a pretty flawless game for this team. It's the game he needed, and it's the game they needed. He did what you need your quarterback to do. He stepped up. And, you know, what, what's the one word we always talk about that we always question with him is he elevated. He elevated the team yesterday, and that was great to see. What the hell is that? Stone on air coming up. Completely unsanctioned by the church. Stone on air. Whatever, let's just do this. Stone on air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Give human beings opportunity, and you'll be absolutely shocked with what people do with it. Stone on air coming up. Stone on air. And welcome in, everybody. How are you? Thanks for finding the show. Each and every Thursday, it is the Stone on Air podcast. My name is Brian. That was from a radio show in Nashville called Robbie and Rex Road that I just stumbled upon this week. And the Titans got a win this weekend, and that made me very happy. We'll see where the show goes today. Lots of stuff to get to. We'll get things started in seconds. I guess, as Mitch Hedberg would say, at the beginning, that would be a good spot. Um, I'll lay it out real quick, I guess. Uh, That's what I'll do right off the top. Um, Three-segment show, as per usual. I'll get you three pieces of audio and then a couple of pieces of audio in the second segment of the show as well. And um, really, the first and second is just going to be basically just kind of a... An overflow, a spillover into the second segment. I didn't have anything I really thought was worth my time to spend uh, on this week. And uh, in the final segment of the show, Kevin West passed away this week. So it's been a, it's it's not been a good week. And there's some other stuff uh, on top of that that um, I'll uh, I'll I'll touch on briefly. In the final segment of the show, uh, it's not going to be a big boo-hoo fest or anything like that. It certainly has dampered the mood overall. the The idea of the show is to uh, to have fun. Generally, that that's what I want to do, and I want to be funny if I can. I'm not a funny guy. Like I don't tell jokes. I'm not a comedian. I'm not some ha-ha hilarious dude. But I mean, I I do try to have fun and try to bring humor when I can. And that was part of it all going into it this week uh, and, and into last week. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and start off with one of my uh, items to get here. I met with... Um, Paul Jackson, the the host of the local focal on uh, WUTC, it's a local music show, and he had asked me uh, last week uh, to come on his show to uh, talk about this one and just to be a guest on his, and I was thrilled to do it. And we 
did that today, and you know, he had we were talking about this kind of stuff. What, why, why do you do what you do? What makes you tick? All those kinds of things. And when I know that show will be um, available, I'll I'll let you know. But the goal is to have fun, and sometimes nothing around you <laughs> lends to having fun, and that's kind of where I'm at now. But I'm gonna try to do it anyway because that's all I know to do. Uh, we'll start with the band. Uh, first of all, the band, I don't think I've ever mentioned it on this show, is called Zantetti. I don't know what that means. You know in life when you are with uh, or, or you know you have a relationship with somebody or you're in a situation, whatever whatever it is. You're at work, you're uh, it's a personal thing with your friends, uh, acquaintances, whatever it might be. And there's that thing that for some reason you just never know the answer to. It might be like, what do your parents do for a living or something? Or, you know, what did you do before you moved to town? Or just just whatever it is. And then after a while, it's like, well, shit, I never... <laughs> seems like I should have already known the answer to whatever that is. And now it's been so long, it feels kind of silly to ask, hey, w- what about that thing that it seems like I should already know? I, I hope that makes sense. Well, that's a situation with the band name. I've never asked what it means. I don't know what Zantetti is. I just know that that's always been the name of the band that I played in. It's never, it never was my band. It's uh, John Henniger, Aaron Oster, um, oh, uh, Rusty. Jesus Christ, I've just got his name in my phone. Is Rusty Zantetti. Sorry, Rusty, I'm forgetting your last name right now, and I'm not stopping the show. And then uh, Kevin Rupp plays drums for us, and it's fun. And we had a show set up to play this Friday. So if you're listening to this like you normally do on the day that it's released on a Thursday, that would have been tomorrow night at the Dark Roast on uh, over in the North Shore. I'd never been there before. Well, it got canceled. And I was actually happy about that. I don't want to play shows on Friday. I've got a busy Monday through Friday every week. I want to go home on Fridays. I am the old guy that's ready to go home. On Fridays. Now, Saturday, that's a different story. I'll entertain almost any option on a Saturday and maybe even on a Sunday, maybe. Probably not, but maybe. But Saturday for sure. And so now our first show back, the first, well, I don't know. He, they might have played some times without me over the years. But the first time I will have played music in front of anybody will now be at JJ's September 30th. That is a Saturday. It's a three-band bill. Of course, it always is. And we'll be playing in the middle. So that means we'll be playing at probably like 11 or 12 o'clock at night. Hopefully by 11. I know that's pretty late. and um, But it works for me. I'm happy. I'm excited about that. We've played JJ's many times. I'm comfortable there. I know John, the owner, well. So that's um, that's good for me. Especially with the week that I'm having, to have one thing to at least remove from my stress levels. Um, What else here on the open? I'm I'm sorry. I'm just, I just don't, I don't know what, so much of this just doesn't even hardly matter. Um, I mentioned uh, to myself on here, we met at Whole Foods, me and Paul Jackson today, and I I don't know if that's the worst Whole Foods in the country, but it's got to be like in the running. It's got to be in the conversation. I want, I'm still new to the coffee world, but I'm, it's now my new addiction. And so I want a coffee just about everywhere I go, an iced coffee, a cold brew. 
And I went up to where I thought there was going to be coffee, and there was some guy and didn't seem to be interested in helping, but it's fine. He wasn't a jerk or anything. I was just like, hey, uh, where do I get a cold brew around here? And he's like, oh, over there. He points to, like, the, sh- the shelving that has all, like, the packaged drinks. He's like, no, 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 no. I don't want one of those. Where do I get a cold brew poured for me around here? And then he goes and he's asking, I'll go ask somebody. I'm like, ask somebody? What are we doing here? And I noticed there's like this little machine, like self-serve thing. But it's it's for hot coffee, it would appear. And then uh, another dude, younger guy, comes up. He's like, yeah, yeah, hey, uh, that machine, it's got it's got cold brew on it. And I was like, okay. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, where do I get some? I want some vanilla flavoring. What kind of creamers? There's no menu. And he's like, uh, I was, and I'm, I'm looking confused. He's like, here, I can get you a, a cup of ice. And I was like, you know what? Just forget it. Don't worry about it. Every time I go to that Whole Foods on the North Shore, I walk out of there terribly disappointed. And this was no exception. Speaking of coffee, Sleepyhead Cafe, which is opening up just down the road from me at the corner of Dodds and Main Street. And that's on the other side of Dodds. It's in that big building. You've seen it before. If you've driven around there at all, seems like a really difficult place to get really any kind of traffic because there is there's not going to be like uh hey we just happen to be next door let's go into the new coffee joint and the mocktail joint um i will certainly uh i don't know frequent is the right word but i certainly will patron when it opens but i forgot to mention when i did my moon river recap that they were at moon river and saved my life and because i needed i always want something to drink and an ice water bores me and i drank a lot of coffee over the weekend iced cold brew and they had uh, just what the doctor ordered quote unquote and it was delicious and it was very fairly priced about 7 or 8 bucks uh i think it was i think 8 was the most expensive one they had that's crazy cheap compared to everything else going on over there and how much coffee cost in most pay, uh, places i generally now do it at home as I'm learning all of this. Um, let's see. Uh, free library cards. I have been wanting to, and others that I've talked to, many others over the uh, last little while, have have inquiring minds on, on library cards and what, what you get with them. And a lot of times you get like free TV channels and stuff. Like in some markets. I'm not sure if if here locally in Hamilton County, that's the case, but they're not free to everybody. They are free to some people, depending on where you live. Well, they have 70 of them that are donated that starting today, Thursday, the 21st through the end of the weekend, it's first come first serve. I'm sure they're just good for probably a year. If you go to the fall book sale, which is, I am not seeing an address here. So you're kind of on your own on this one. But if all you got to do is do a quick search and you'll find it. You want a free library card, there's 70 of them. They're giving away for the next three or four days. And yeah, it's only 50 bucks. But hey, anytime I can keep 50 bucks in my pocket, I will. Um, it looks like... Uh, Elon Musk is talking about taking Twitter potentially behind a paywall. Um, this guy, man, he is a strange dude. And th- th- there's no talk yet of what it might cost. But you want to destroy your social media. 
start charging people for it. Elon Musk says X, of course it's not called Twitter anymore, may go behind a paywall for everyone so he can combat vast armies of bots. And Twitter is probably the worst social media for fake accounts and bots. Hey, Musk, could have told you that before you paid $44 billion for this piece of crap social media that you now own that you're scrounging to try to figure out a way to uh, make profitable. I'm afraid to tell you, brah, you're probably not going to ever get there. It says uh, that the, the billionaire didn't give specifics but said that X would charge, quote, just a small amount of money. Yeah, sure thing, buddy. And then, so that brings me back to uh, good old threads. I have been trying to get kicked off of threads for years, years, excuse me, for months um, when it was rolled out in what was that, July. According to Sensor Tower, I guess it's some kind of digital um, measurement company, Threads users spend just 2.4 minutes a day on the app. I would say that that's probably more than most people you know actually spend on that absolutely worthless social media. Many celebrities and regular users are no longer posting on <coughs> excuse me on the app. One guy from uh, Media Studies, associate professor at uh, some university says, when I open it, I see a lot of generic content that seems to be coming from a team of brand managers or public figures, and uh, as opposed to the, uh, he goes on to talk about the the organic nature that Twitter once had had at least you know years ago, and maybe occasionally still does. Threads also crucially lacked a hashtag or search function, and it doesn't have a discover page or a for you page. If you don't know what any of those things are, I, I don't have time to explain them now, but just think search engine, right? There's no way to find anything there. And you're force-fed through one of the worst algorithms that's ever been created. Uh, many thread users find that the platform is dominated by brands and content managers as opposed to original content. Then it shows some graphs. No one's using this dumb uh, this dumb app. And I would suggest, if you haven't messed with it yet, don't start now. I have some in this. I was going to do this last week. Again, I'm just not feeling the, the fun aspect of all this. I'll save it into the next segment. Dazed and Confused, the movie. There's going to be a lot of 1993 vibes on the, on the show today. And this was going to be the start of it. But I don't have time to do this now, so I'll do it when I get back. But it turned 30 years old. Uh, or it turns 30 years old this weekend, actually, or Monday it is, on the 24th in 1993. Um, 30 years ago, it was released, and the movie was set 17 years prior to that. And I'll, I'll come back to that here in just a couple of minutes. First, let's go ahead and jump into the worst idea, the dumbest thing, and then the coolest thing. The final two will be more 1993 vibes, if you will. So this is got to use your imagination a little bit. It's uh, it's a it's a web or a, a TikTok account called at Facebook Comments, and so it takes a post from Facebook, generally from boomers, from old types, from boring types. It doesn't have to be older people, but I'm sure that's where most of it comes from. And then the guy like kind of reenacts the responses and 
and reads them exactly as they are. So if they're in all caps, he's yelling. If they're misspelled, he reads them misspelled. Um, It's better to see it, and I was in a different mood when I pulled it originally, but it's today's worst idea. TikTok account at Facebook comments. Where is it? Worst idea right there. No, I can't do Snapchat or TikTok, but I can write in cursive, do math without a calculator, and tell time on a clock with hands. Yes. Yep. Yup. Cheryl. Yes, comma. Curse. Read a map. Well, way to go. Yes, less than, yes, less than, yes. Way ton go. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah, wah. Chuckle. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. That me too. <laughs> me too. And I am proud of it. Me too. Oh, oh, oh. Amen. Amen. That part shared. Absolutely straight facts. A million percent. Kids can't do this anymore. It's a shame. This is what happening to our children. They know what bathroom to use. And use a dial telephone. And I can write a check and balance my checkbook every month. I'm proud and thankful that I can and choose to do the same. Absolutely the truth. And have respect for others. Am appreciative. Courteous. Hardworking. Don't use profanity. It can carry an intellectual conversation. All right. That put me in a little bit better mood. I don't know if that was funny to you, but I thought it kind of was. Me too. Of course, it was misspelled, and there was two or three of them in there. Uh, Facebook's just the dumbest place. Speaking of dumb, this is the dumbest thing. This is a news vignette of two of these back-to-back from 1993 when credit cards were first introduced at fast food places, in this case, a Burger King. Today's dumbest, uh, dumbest thing. Cash or credit? What? The home of the Whopper is offering cash or credit. I think it's pretty bad if you have to use a credit card when you go to a fast food restaurant for something as little as $3.10. If I use my GM card, I get a 5% rebate. If I eat here long enough, I'll be able to buy a pickup truck. Burger King bosses say workers won't have to figure out how much change the customer gets back. I just hope it doesn't slow things down at the cash cash and carry that people are going to be having to call New York and get get the confirmation or, you know, whatever it is, because when I want a Whopper, I want it now. Just another way to spend money. I'm sure it'll work for people on vacation when they don't have to do something, but I can't imagine it working on a day-to-day basis here. So far, the smallest credit has been for $2.50, the largest just over 10 Jamie Costello, News Channel 2. Thank you, Jamie, for that wonderful report. Uh, it's so funny listening to things that old and like, yeah, th- I don't see this working. Yeah, this probably isn't going to work. Of course, debit cards were not a thing yet, but they weren't too far away from being a thing. And this is the coolest thing. Another news vignette from, I believe it was out of San Francisco. doesn't matter from where. And it's reporting on this new thing called grunge. Today's coolest thing. They dress in flannel shirts and ripped jeans. They listen to music played by groups with names like Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins, Pearl Jam. They're sometimes called grunge or X-Generation. Grunge look is an urban lumberjack, anything-goes ensemble of duck boots, tattered shirts, and long underwear. You know, it's really funny. I've always been considered a slob, you know, and now I'm in fashion. All of a sudden, I'm hip. I installed you in your stereo. And the grunge is spreading to the movies. Grunge is not for everyone. Truth be told, it is not really understood by everyone. Grunge? No. What are, what are they? Grunge is hot, really. And what's really amazing, somehow this one didn't start in California. And uh, so, yeah, I was 13 at that time. So when I 
my my fashion had not been solidified for myself anyway for another four or five years. That hardcore, the lumberjack, uh, long underwear look, um, I incorporated a little and still might occasionally. But, uh, yeah, grunge was all the rage in 1993. And for some reason, the most grunge-sounding song in my head as I was putting that together was Alice in Chains' Wood. And I really think Alice in Chains, at their core, at their best, that um, that record, um, Dirt, really is the most grunge-sounding of them all. Pearl Jam is really not even that grunge. They're really not. Uh, Nirvana is. Mudhoney very much is. Uh, a lot of those, the Melvins, um, Soundgarden was until they turned m- way more uh, mainstream and they didn't really sound grunge anymore either. Uh, but so, anyway, there you go. That is today's coolest thing. We'll just spill this thing into the second segment of the show. So, what's coming up next? Well, we'll talk about that Days and Confused thing and several other mostly nonsensical things next. Now back to more Stone on Air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Stoneonair.com. They played hard, they played well, and they cheap-shotted every snap they could. But Tony, it's not just the win or the margin of the victory or double it. It's the drama that Dion and that team have brought, his team have brought to the season. There's no great college football team. None. Not Georgia, not Alabama, not nobody. Colorado's the story. The entire story of college football is Colorado and Dion and Shadour. I, I, my God, that kid is a great quarterback. He's right there with Caleb Williams at the top of the Heisman Trophy heap. I played that for a reason, I'll tell you in a minute. First, this is Ricky Mickey Dolans from the Monkees, the last living member, sings R.E.M. And when I first heard he was doing he's doing a whole record, this is the only one he's released. I thought, well, why the hell do I need to hear Mickey Dolans do R.E.M.? Then I thought, well, the better question is, why the hell not? I love the monkeys. I love R.E.M. There you go. Shiny, happy people. I uh, played that coming back about college football. The the conversation was about uh, Colorado, Colorado State, and Deion Sanders, which I'm not going to spend any amount of time on. I just wanted to play mainly the clip that mentions there are no great college football teams. And as, as we're two or three weeks uh, pushing a month for some teams, some might be up to almost four games in, but three for most, um, there are no good college football teams, and I actually enjoy watching college football more than I ever have. I almost hate to admit it because it's such a stupid sport, and it's generally uh, the fanatical, crazy people for it are pretty stupid people usually, and I'm sorry to be that way. Um, I mean, most, well, all people are 
pretty stupid all the time, <laughs> including myself. So um, I, I'm putting myself in, in that category a little bit. Uh, but speaking of stupid, so I'm watching the, the Tennessee-Florida game, and yeah, of course, who didn't know that? Tennessee's not that good. Sh- shocking news. Um, but this numbnut runs out on the field in Florida, and uh, I remember seeing it at the backyard party. I stopped by to watch some of the game uh, on Saturday. And then I pulled this. Dude's name is Dylan Duggan, Dugan, whatever it is. 27 years old from Lenore City right outside of Knoxville. And this has hap- been, been happening forever. People running on the field and being, you know, jackasses. And somebody's going to get hurt. And this is a really a bad thing that is, for some reason, not hardly uh, taken seriously by the law. I don't understand this. I mean, speaking of 1993, I mean, it was about that time that Monica Sellis, the tennis player, was stabbed at, I think it was the French Open. I think. It was a major. It could have been Wimbledon. Hell, it might have been U.S. Open. Hell, it's probably crazy-ass U.S. It was probably us. It's probably where it happened. Either way, it wasn't that long ago. And it just happened in a Braves game recently. And dude, Dylan Duggan, faces one charge of trespassing. Trespassing! The guy runs out on the field in the middle of the game, nationally televised, potentially putting people in in harm's way, and all he's charged with is trespassing? beat the shit out of these people when they run out on the field and then charge them with some kind of felony and throw their asses in jail for long periods of time and find the hell out of them. How about that? And this stuff will stop. We're in a, we're in a attention economy in the social media realm these days. Oh, I got a thousand billion jillion likes and looks and, and feels and touches and pokes and uh, and and barstools dot numbnuts uh, account is gonna give me some odd of money for running around with my ass up in the air. You know what I mean? Like charge these people with real crimes, and this stuff will stop. Um, I'm not trying to be. I mean, I used to do all kinds of ridiculous things. Somebody is going to get hurt, and then everybody's like, oh, "I can't believe what's going on around here." Really? You can't believe it? So, Days of Confused is 30 years old, the movie itself. It is, I, I mean, I don't know anybody who, of most, of a certain age anyway, that do, doesn't just cherish that, that film, that flick, that movie. And it was a movie in 1993 that was based in 1976. And I guess it's hard to to uh, to realize because it's probably more like the mid '90s when I was watching it regularly. Probably it's probably more like four, 15, 14. Uh, certainly by the time I was sixteen, seventeen, watching it like every weekend. I mean, there's no telling how many times I've seen it, and it just felt like it was so long before then. Of course, perception of time is totally different to a young person, but it was seventeen years before that. So if we look back. At if if a movie now was set 17 years ago, we're talking 2006. 2006. I noticed some people, maybe that seems like a long time ago. That doesn't seem like a long time ago to me at all. Facebook, that's the first year they allow general people into their uh, social media 
ages 13 and up. It was the first year for Twitter. I believe it was the first year of um, YouTube. That I'm just using my memory. That's not on my list here. This is just 2006 history and fun facts and trivia. Uh, hashtag TBT, the throwback Thursday, started in 2006. Blu-ray overtook DV, uh, DVDs at that time. Western Union sent their last telegra- uh, telegram in uh, 2006. What else would have been um, from just 17 years ago? The Duke lacrosse story. Don't have time to reset that if you remember that. That was then. Um, Steve Irwin, the freaking crocodile hunter, got killed by a crocodile. I remember people, that was the big, is it too soon to dress up for Halloween? I was at a Halloween party that year or shortly after where somebody had a great <laughs> eaten by a crocodile uh, Halloween costume. Uh, their one billionth iTunes song was downloaded in 2006. I wasn't even anywhere near uh, downloading music in 06. I just barely even ever done it in my life. The number one song in that at that time in September was Sexy Back from Timberlake. Bunch of garbage on the top ten. Fergie, Gnarls Barkley, Crazy. Remember that song? Of course you do. Evanescence. I mean, when that's the coolest song on the top ten, you know that's pretty bad. And the number one uh, movie, or excuse me, TV show, the top TV show was American Idol still at that time. And, um, yeah, so if we were going to watch Days of Confuse made now, it would be chronicling those crazy teenagers of 2006. couple of things here to be silly. Um, so I, I'll, I'll expand on this, I guess, a little bit in the final segment. I, pu- I almost never do this. I do like it when others do because I think it's kind of funny uh, when people post memes, especially to their stories, that just, you know, are clever and funny. I just, I generally, I feel like that's, I'm taking someone else's content and posting it, I don't really, for me, I don't like that. I'm not mad about it if anybody does, but generally I don't do it. But I saw one today, I had to, and I said I was going to do a deep dive on the show today. I didn't really mean that. I was just kind of trying to uh, push people to to the show today. Um, that the uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I, I can paraphrase it. It was, my favorite conspiracy theory is that everything is going to be okay. <laughs> I just... I thought that was fabulous. And it had this awesome little like tie-dye kind of black hole swirl uh, uh, thing, um, Grateful Dead looking thing in the background. I was like, I can't help it. I've got, I've got to post this. And one of the responses I got, I'll, I'll tell you about here in uh, just a little while. But I do actually like to see those. But a friend of mine, same day, just total happenstance, she sent me this and said, this is you. And I figured I would play it. Because it's unfortunately kind of true. Wow. It is too beautiful out here. Right? Like, what the fuck is going on? I know, it's disgusting. And this breeze. Oh my god, don't even get me started. Seriously, if this gentle breeze blows on my face one more time, (laughs) I am going to throw up all over the place. I mean, I knew it was going to be nice out, but this is ridiculous. What? You knew it was going to be nice out, and you didn't even tell me? Honestly, dude, I had no idea it was going to be this bad. Well, it is, <laughs> and I'm in pain. Look, I'm, I'm sorry. 
The breeze? Yeah, it's the fucking breeze. We should just go inside. No, we're out here now and we're gonna enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> and then guys just looking like he's about to vomit. Um, I, I couldn't help but have to, to share that. Uh, and unfortunately it's, it is a little true. This, um, I don't think it's going to translate that well. I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. I might stop it early. But I saw Tim Kelly, our mayor of the city of Chattanooga, post, I don't often think about the Roman Empire, but I do think about, and I'm paraphrasing this one too, I do often think about the par my, uh, an empire of parks and recreation or something along those lines. And I'm thinking, what in the hell is he talking about? And, you know, they're very calculated over there, and he has a social media team. And so I thought, this Roman Empire thing has to be something. And I've been slipping on my TikTok uh, viewing. Maybe that's good. I guess some people probably say that's good. But it is a TikTok trend, guys, that think about the Roman Empire. When I was doing this, I couldn't stop laughing, even though I understand it's not that funny and most all of it is acted skits, and it's you know none of it is really all that organic. But some of it was kind of funny. It is generally girlfriends or wives, females asking men how often they think about the Roman Empire, and I couldn't help but laugh, even though it's often not funny. Do you think about the Roman Empire? How often do I think about it? Yeah. Just uh, technically, like every day. <laughs> Do you think about the Roman Empire ever? Yeah, I guess, sometimes. How often? I don't know, once a week. How do you not think about the Roman Empire? <laughs> how many times- It's starting to be funny to me again. Like a week, or just how many times in general do you think about the Roman Empire? What about the Roman Empire? Just anything about it. Probably not a lot, why? Not a lot? When was the last time you thought about it? Maybe a week or two ago? <laughs> they, they screwed this one up. The Roman Empire was a very big part in history. It has a lot of big, like, stories and lessons, like, within the Roman Empire of what to do and what not to do. None so, yeah. Kids could tell okay. you anything about the How Roman Empire. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? I don't know, every couple of days. Are you kidding me? Not once a week. <laughs> Why? Why? I don't know, a lot of history. Eric? How often do you think about the Roman Empire? Once well, every seven hours. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about? I'm sorry. Are you recording? Once every no. seven hours. Well, why are you asking me about how often I think about the Roman Empire? Because I'm curious. I feel like it's something you think about. I mean, a fair amount. I'm going to go ahead and let this finish. What, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Never. <laughs> why? Why do you think about it? Why do you never think about it? What's Not a fair question to ask me. I have a note on my phone listening of, of who, you know, also list my opinions on them sometimes. Like, for example, like, I personally don't think that Claudius Albinus counts as an emperor, but, you know, some people do. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, from its founding in 625 BC to its fall in AD 476, the Roman Empire conquered and integrated dozens of cultures. The influence of these cultures can be seen in objects such as oil lamps made and used throughout the empire is the first page of this four-page quick history of the Roman 
Empire. The history of the Roman Empire can be divided into three distinct periods. Again, why do I do anything? few things here quickly. Uh, locally, they're going to put a, another office building in downtown Chattanooga and get rid of a, another parking lot. Great. Thanks. Can't wait for that. If you think about when you're walking towards the uh, to, to nightfall in Miller Park in the new Miller uh, uh, Stage Plaza area, that lot right there at 11th and Market, one of the few parking lots that are around there, well, that's where they're talking about. I want to put a 20-story office tower when there's already empty office buildings still all over downtown Chattanooga. So I, if you want to build another building, fine, whatever. But my thought and concern here is see you later, yet another parking lot. And we can always allow codes we want to talk about codes around here on this show a lot recently, will allow a building to be built that doesn't have any parking. Now, like they wouldn't let you build a building that didn't have any running water. They wouldn't let you build a, a building that didn't have any goddamn bathrooms in it. But they'll let you build a building that doesn't have any parking and then eliminate an entire lot while they do it. Uh, another one here, autopsy shows Roger Hurd was shot 14 times. I'm surprised this has not gotten more traction here locally. He, a black man shot by primarily white police officers here over um, near Holtzclaw, that gas station right over there, not too far away from the zoo, if my memory is uh, remember uh, remembering correctly. An autopsy found 14 gunshot wounds in the body of Roger Hurd Jr., killed by police officers in August. That was just about three weeks ago. Two wounds were found in his head. Three shots to the back, four to the pelvis, two to his abdomen, three to his left arm and hand. Sorry. Sounds excessive, bro. Why is there 14 shots in this guy? Is this another case of police officers that are not equipped to handle weapons and deadly force. Of course, Cody Womp comes to their defense at every turn on this one. Hamilton County DA, uh, DA Womp says, quote, committing to a, he was heard, this guy Roger Heard was, quote, committing a litany of felony offenses, end of that quote, at the same time of the shooting. Heard was carrying approximately one pound of marijuana in his car and allegedly planned to make a drug deal at the gas station. Oh, shit. A black man's going to sell some reefer at a gas station. I know I'm being a little flippant here, clearly, but really? Come on. 14 times? I'll just end it right there. Uh, this see the uh the Moxenbend Psychiatric Hospital. They they've been talking about moving it from that uh, area down at the end of uh, Pineville Road. They've approved that two hundred sixty million dollars to um, I, I guess eventually probably put some casinos or something. Use that land for um you know they say for preservation, but uh, we'll see. But that was approved by the governor couple of of uh, oh no here's another local one Chattanooga rent increases outpace most US cities we're still cheaper than Nashville or Knoxville but 
we better be. We're considerably smaller. But an average one-bedroom unit in Chattanooga for rent is $1,780 a month. One-bedroom, $1,780 a month. Has not changed from year to year. Two-bedroom units average over $2,000 a month. I won't tell you how much I pay on a mortgage here to live in this house in East Ridge, but it ain't anywhere near $1,700. I'll just tell you, it's half of that. It's probably less, excuse me, more than half of that. So I basically did just tell you how much. And I struggle to get by month to month. I mean, I know we all got our problems. We all got our own issues. Who is paying seventeen to two thousand plus dollars a month to rent, or or buy or purchase? And um, yeah, that'll be it. I've had this one for uh, three weeks. Federal jury finds in favor of former deputy Daniel Wilkie. The headline itself didn't want me. I didn't even want to read it because anything that favors that piece of trash police officer, I don't have time to reset that right now. I think the baptism guy, real freaky, weird-ass dude who's been continually let off the hook for all the laws he broke as a police officer. Uh, After doing the ride-along and being all pro-cop recently, I'm all of a sudden going sour again. But, yeah, that's all the headline I needed to see there. And then some of this other stuff was national stuff that I don't feel like spending any time on. Um, Coming up next, uh, I'll talk a little bit about Kevin West. He passed away on Monday. And then some other stuff anecdotally that's happened this week that's just uh, really bummed me out. And I'm not trying to make this about me. I'm not. I'm just trying to make the week make sense. And, and... And, and and celebrate his life um, and and also tell us it's okay to give ourselves a break. Uh, I'm stammering. I'll, I'll get out of here now and I'll, I'll get to that coming up. Shiny, Stone on air coming up. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. At stoneonair.com. A remarkable talent whose voice graced the Chattanooga Airways for four decades. Now Kevin West's voice is silent. It's time for me to move on to a new chapter in my life. For 35 years, Kevin informed the people of Chattanooga on the airways. And in this final show from July, Kevin signed off the air taking a new job as the Director of Public Affairs for the Chattanooga Police Department. But Monday morning, Kevin's new adventure ended, just two months after it started. The news a shock, a life cut short with so much left to accomplish. That was News Channel 9. Pretty good little uh, vignette they put together. It was much longer than that. I just cut out the pertinent part. This is actually a really perfect song. 
that I had no idea that this band, Here Come the Mummies, did. It's called In the Moment. It's from um, Portugal the Man. And Kevin West, the radio guy, Navy guy. If you know, you know. I'm going to assume you do. If you don't, then you wouldn't be here. He loved Here Come the Mummies. And I would always give him shit. Usually on the air. And more on that in a minute. But as far as on the air goes. But like I was like, Kevin... Your favorite band can't be Here Come the Mummies. I mean, it just can't be. Like, that's not okay. Um, now, I was joking. I mean, it was kind of a kidding, not kidding thing. Here Come the Mummies, for those that don't know, is kind of just a party band. They're really good. But they're not, they're not somebody's favorite band, except that's all I ever knew that, that Kevin loved. And I don't, I don't know if he just ran with it with shtick a little bit or, or what, but I mean, when they came to town, he was always there. He liked lots of different kinds of music, but he never made it real clear anything. Um, and, and I mean that in, in the most complimentary way. He was so even-keeled. He was so level-headed. He was a voice of reason among amongst chaos so regularly. And maybe I'm being a little overdramatic with chaos, but really in the news business and certainly the Navy, I don't think that's that's overstating it, but certainly the level, level-headed, the calm voice when things were hectic, when people were acting like maniacs, like so many people in this industry, the radio and media industry do, the egos on some of the people that are involved with this is, is appalling. And I am terribly guilty of it myself. Um, I'm not trying to you know be an asshole about that. Uh, it's an industry I love, ch- cherish dearly. Um, but he died of a heart attack on Monday, Monday morning. He was 61. I thought he was 63. I thought he was 20 years older than me. He was 18 years older than me. And he's the model of, I'm not going to say fitness, because I don't know what he did in, you know, on a daily basis, but he was a model of activity, of being active in health. And you have to be, to be in any kind of armed, any of the services. And um, had a heart attack and died. Like, what? No, Kevin? Hold on. Somebody's got this wrong. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go through that day here in just a minute. I'll, this, I, I'm, I'm planning this segment to be 20 minutes like normal. We'll see. But uh, it's kind of strange. In, in that industry, in radio, there are some people, and he would be one of them, that I really only knew as an on-air uh, partner of, of sorts. I've, I've never gone to lunch with Kevin. I've never had dinner with, with Kevin West. I've, I've never met him for coffee. Um, I'm sure I've had a one-on-one meeting. I, I know, I, I actually, I, I have. I, I, I don't know, something just popped into my head. I'll tell the story too. Yeah, 
Wow. I'm glad that, yeah, I'm glad that just popped into my head. But my point being is I, generally outside of work and outside of on the air, we were spoken word, talk radio format, uh, we, they, thing. And, and, and really, my, my, most of my relationship was on the air. That's, where, that's how we knew each other. That's how we spoke to each other. And so that's a very different dynamic. It, it doesn't make it bad, good, worse, better, none of that. It's just, it's just different. And so, you know, he was more of a, just a longtime colleague more than he was a longtime friend, but I, uh, love him to death, love him to death. And real quick, I'll, I, I will tell that story. It was in 2015. I had gone to Colorado three years after legalization and I had smoked while I was there. Shocker. And I generally didn't smoke at that time. It's just time in my life when I wasn't. At my day job, because of insurance issues, we were susceptible to um, to drug tests randomly. And I'd never been drug tested before. But I, you know, I didn't even, I don't really even like smoking weed that much now. You know, and I and I'd certainly, I didn't really then either. And so it wasn't something I cared to just not do. I mean, I drank my life away. So that's, that's all I needed. And I, um, I came back from that trip and I got hit with a drug test as soon as I got back. Well, about a week and a, about a week and a half. It was like, it was 10 days. If I remember correctly, 10 days from the time that I smoked to the time that I took the drug test and I had not been smoking before then. And so if you know anything about it, the more that it's in your blood, it gets into your bloodstream and your and your fat, basically, the leaner you are, the less it stays in your body, the more fat you are to, to, to not be technical about it, the longer it stays. So I had a good chance that it was going to be a clean test. But boy, I was I was a nervous wreck. Um, and I'm always a nervous wreck. And so you can imagine how bad it was. And I, I went to him and I said, listen. I, I wasn't going to know the results of my test for days and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I have no, I have no plan B now and I had no plan B then. And I was still somewhat youthful at 34, 35 years old. And I went to him and I said, Kevin, I can't work. I cannot come to work here this week. I can't focus. I can't do the job. You know, we have people to fill in. It's not like this was some huge favor he did. But I think, you know, almost anybody in his position would have done it. But I I trusted him. I knew I could go to him with that. And he said, just then go home. Take all the time you need. You know, don't worry about this. Don't think about it. Get out of here. Um, I, And at that time, I was very worried. A little bit different world. I know 2015 wasn't that long ago, but... Um, you know, I needed this to say secret. This could not be something that everybody was sitting around talking about. And um, turns out I passed the test. Everything was fine. Came back to work the next week, and that's the end of that. But um, on Monday, I I got a text from a local insider, if you will, a media member who, who told me about it. And at that point, it was being done in confidence because... 
it had not gotten out yet. Basically, it was just keep this stuff off social. You know, it it didn't even need to be said. I I think it was said, but it didn't need to be. And it wasn't that I didn't believe the first person that I heard it from because I did. But I then got a phone call from somebody who hasn't called me in their life unless it was calling me because I was hungover and late for the morning show 20 years ago. Um, I'll just tell you, it's Jim Reynolds. And he called me. I'm, I'm telling you, the dude doesn't call me. Sends me a text every once in a while. I worked Mox games with him for years. So, I mean, a, a lot of history there, but doesn't call me. And the phone rings, and it's Jim. And um, and he's just like, we just wanted to let we wanted to let people, you know, who were close to him know, but that it's not out there yet. So basically, shut up. Um, and I, I, I felt a real once the dust had settled, that that I was trusted with that information, at least made me feel a little bit better about the situation. As weird as that might sound. But it was tough to digest, you know, at the time. And then in the next, like, four hours, and I'm going to be real vague on this one, I apologize, but somebody that I was in rehab with called me once again, not somebody who calls me. Like, this is not a phone call I've ever taken. Hours later. And it's somebody who needs, who needs help, who's relapsing, who needs to get to the hospital, and it's too proud to call nine one one. Or I, you know, at the time I was just like, uh, 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 what, uh, you know, that. Oh my God, Jesus, ugh. And so I spent, you know, my evening that night in Mon- on Monday at the ER. Um. Luckily, that had an a pretty good ending, at least last I knew. Um, meaning, you know, no other tragedies of the night. And um, and then, after I put out that post about uh, my the my favorite conspiracy theory is that everything will be okay, I got a message from somebody I've known most of my life. And she said it was very sad about, you know, my, basically her, her boss had just died that day, which would have been yesterday, Wednesday. I'm like, oh my God. And I, I know, I don't know this person, but I know who she works for. And I know that they're not, you know, they're not old people. And so all I sent was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm so, I'm, that's so awful. He wasn't very old, right? 34 years old, woke up dead, died in his sleep. That's all she told me. I'm sure there's more to it than that, but maybe not. And so, you know, I mean, I'm just, I don't know how much more, (laughs) I don't know how much more of this I can take. It's now Wednesday night. I'm only two and a half days into this goddamn week. And I, I'm, I promise you I'm not trying to make this about me. I promise you. I'm just trying to paint a picture. 
And I, you know, if you were, if you're here regularly, you already know this, but I'm gonna tell it again in a different way. When, when the everything hit the fan with me at the talk station that I worked at for 15 years, that meant everything in the world to me. My fate, I mean, an unhealthy relationship I had with that job, literally an unhealthy relationship. I, I was, I worked so much and stressed so hard over it, also while drinking excessively. And never sleeping well, um, you know. Bill Lockhart had pulled me aside once and said, "Dude, you you've got to calm. You've got to settle down. You know, you're 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 wrapped up too much in this." Um, when that all went down and I was you know let go from there, Kevin was gone. He was the boss. He was my boss, but he was on leave for like a year. And I don't think he got back until 2017. And he never got a hold of me when he got back. It had been a while, you know. It's not like it. It's not like it just happened. Like I had just been fired the other day. But he never. He never got a hold of me, and I took a little bit of offense to that, and it and it upset me. And and because of that, and then just through attrition and time and and forgetfulness, I haven't talked to Kevin West since the beginning of 2016. That's over seven years ago. And that is bumming me the F out bad. It really, really is. That was foolish of me. I think it was technically, I think it was just minor negligence on his part, but but terribly foolish on mine to have let that happen for so long. I was at Riverbend this year. I saw Kevin... And whoever else, it might have been Jeff Styles too, whoever else was over by the, the cumulus area. And I hit a hard left. It's like, I can't, I don't want to go talk to those assholes. You know, it's what I was saying to myself at the time, I'm sure. And, you know, that guy who died, who's 34 years old, you don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know his family. I don't know those people. And their worlds are just crushed obliterated to tiny shattered pieces just like so many are with Kevin Kevin's wife Carlene she, my some of my my best friend in the world and her sister and their family that's their aunt it's like the connective tissue just is everywhere and so so many people are just just terribly devastated you know way more than me and every every time somebody passes and I heard Scott McMahon, I love him dearly, from talk, from sport talk, um, on that vignette. I I didn't play that part of it. I I didn't I didn't want to play all of it, but um, he said the typical thing that you hear all the time, and it's fine. There's nothing. I'm I'm just I'm just telling you what it was. It was the you know tell your loved ones you love them, right? Tell you know that whole thing. We all you hear it, it, it over all the time, every time. Oh, don't pass up an opportunity to tell, you know, your loved ones you love them. And I, I, don't, I, I, I don't subscribe to that uh, theory. Um, if, if, you, if we all stopped to tell everybody who we love that we love them, every time we thought about it, we'd, we'd never stop. We would never, you know, I, I, think, that's, that, that's, I think that's foolish to, to and it makes ourselves feel worse than we need to. That's what I meant when I mentioned going into the break that, you know, give ourselves a break. You can't tell everybody who you love that you love them all the time. 
You can't give them a hug. You know, you can't, oh, hug your loved one. I mean, you can't do that. You can't. It's not possible. Especially if you're a quality human being, which I don't associate myself, generally speaking, with people who are not quality. Likely you don't either. It's just not possible. But what is possible, what can be rectified, is going seven years without talking to somebody you know. That's one I won't let myself off the hook for. It's just dumb. Seven years? That you can do something about. You can make amends. You can bury the hatchet. Whatever other dumb cliche you want to come up with. You can make things right. And some people don't deserve it, right? I'm not saying if you got enemies, you need to go make friends with everybody in case they die. <laughs> you know. Um, but that that was wrong of me. That was wrong of me, but it was, it, you know, it, 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 none of us get out of here alive. No one here gets out alive. And it's just, you know, it's scary, man. It's scary. And I, I've been joking recently about how sobriety has been boring me and I'm tired of it. But after dealing with my relapsed friend, who was also a media guy too, again, I, 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 I you know, that's, I can't tell that story, but dealing with that on that same day, you know, I quit drinking because of my health. I don't want to die. I want to live. I want to live a long, long time. I want to live a long, safe, healthy life. I want to have fun. I want to treat people well. I want to I want to spend time with my loved ones. I want to be with my family more than I'm than I ever have before. But you can't be everywhere all the time and you can't beat yourself up because you didn't hug somebody enough or you didn't tell them that you loved them enough. That we do need to give ourselves a break. But it's just just plain dumb. Plain stupid as hell to go seven years. Celebration of life to honor Kevin West set for Sundays from the Chattanooga. Kevin West family, friends, colleagues, and shipmates are gathering to celebrate his life and commitment to the community. It'll be from 4.30 to 6.30 on Sunday at the Barrel House Ballroom, 1501 Long Street. You know where it is. It's a great venue, a great place for that to happen. I likely won't go. I don't think. I might. I don't know. See, I'm the asshole that says that people just go to those things so they can be seen and make it about them. Of course, that coming from a guy who sits here and talks about it for 20 minutes on a podcast. So, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm not mad at anybody for, you know, grieving the way that they do. I, that, that is something that I think you should be allowed to do that however you want. That is absolutely up to you. I likely won't go. But maybe I will. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, family requests in lieu of flowers. Any donations would uh, should go to seacadets.org, bridgerefugees.org, and the uh, VA, U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. All those are at chattanooga.com. Do a quick Google search if you would like to uh, know more about that. And um, that's it. Live in the moment. 
agree with that too. And I'm glad that this dumb, dumb band, Here Come the Mummies, covered this fantastic song so um, I could talk at least a little anecdotally about how I would give Kevin West shit for loving Here Come the Mummies. But definitely give yourself a break. Can't can't be everywhere, can't do everything all the time, but you sure as hell don't have to go seven, eight years without talking to people. So that's, I'm telling you to give yourself a break while I sit over here and beat myself up over it. So anyway, that's all. And uh, thanks, as always. I, I really uh, appreciate it. Uh, hanging out with Paul today for the local focal and WTC. You know, it's just been, uh, I love to do it. It's my favorite thing to do. So. Y'all have a uh, good a week as you can, and we'll do it again next week. All right? See ya.